It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, Jesus was a king who willingly set aside his crown for the sake of the truth. And I was just wondering this morning, are we as willing to set aside our crowns for the sake of the truth in living for Jesus Christ? That's really what we're going to find out and see in this chapter today. We're here in chapter number 18 of John's Gospel as we continue our journey through the New Testament. And chapter 18 begins by saying, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus often resorted there with his disciples. So we pick up here in John chapter 18, this kind of closing part of Jesus's farewell address. You remember back in 13, Jesus sat down and ate the Passover meal in an upper room with his disciples and he began teaching them. And at the end of chapter 14, they left that room and began their journey over toward the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, here in chapter 18, we're told they finally get to the valley that's right between the temple and the Garden of Gethsemane. It's called the Kidron Valley, and there's a brook there, the Brook Kidron. And so Jesus is at this place. He's crossing over this brook to enter into the Garden of Gethsemane. I thought it was interesting. One of the facts we learn about this place is that Jesus often went here with his disciples. There's another place that talks about how he would teach in the temple in the daytime, and at night they would go over to the garden to sleep. So this was kind of Jesus's uh, campground, as it were, with his disciples. You know, we talk a lot about the fact that when Jesus was born, that there was no room for him in the inn, and he was bar- born in a stable in a, a borrowed feeding trough. The reality is Jesus spent his entire life just about in ministry without an abiding home and as an adult ministry. And here, even when he would go to Jerusalem to teach, Um, He spent his nights outside here in this garden with the disciples. So he enters the garden with his disciples. They cross this brook. Now, interesting thing about the brook Kidron. Oftentimes, it was called the Black Brook because of its coloration. It would actually flow with the darkness of the blood that came from the sacrifices in the temple. And it would go down and this brook would carry it away. So, man, you almost see some symbolic or even prophetic significance that as Jesus is crossing over this brook the night before his crucifixion, man, just the color of the brook here at this Passover season and all of the sacrifices that would have been being made, that was just a foreshadowing of the true sacrifice that would be made for the sins of the world the next day with Jesus' death. So they're leaving there. They're crossing over this brook. They would be under the, the light of the full moon because the Passover was held then. And so in this chapter, we see Jesus' betrayal, we see his arrest, we see him forsaken, uh, denied by Peter, we see him brought to trial before his crucifixion. So this is the great transitional chapter in John that takes us from Jesus' ministry to Jesus' execution. So there's a lot going on here. And what I want to look at, beginning over in verse number 28, It says, then they led Jesus from Caiaphas. Now, remember, when they were in the Garden of Gethsemane after Jesus prayed, and none of that praying there is mentioned in John's gospel, but you see it in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
Jesus is arrested. Judas shows up with these band of soldiers and they arrest Jesus and they take him to the high priest. Well, in the morning after the high priest had questioned him, um, they bring him to Pilate, the Roman leader there. Verse 28, then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the hall of judgment. The hall of judgment's the praetorium. The praetorium could be a meeting place of soldiers. It could be the residence of the leader of the soldiers. And so it's this, this judgment hall, this meeting place. And it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If, if he were not a, an evildoer, a malefactor, we would not have delivered him to you. Then Pilate said to them, Take him and judge him according to your own law. The Jews therefore said to him, it is not lawful for us to put any man to death. See, great motive here. They just want Jesus. They didn't just want Jesus tried. They wanted him put to death. Verse 32 says that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and he called Jesus, and he said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Do you say this thing of yourself, or did others tell it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom's not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom's not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? He wanted a straight answer out of Jesus. Are you a king? And I love this. Jesus answered, You say I'm a king, period. To this end was I born. And for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone that's of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault at all. So, the Jews had no authority to put Jesus or anyone else to death. So they brought him to Pilate. Now, the original charge, if you read leading up to this, against Jesus by the Jews was blasphemy. They said that he, being a man, made himself God. Well, the Jews didn't have the authority to put Jesus to death or anyone else for blasphemy. And so what they did is they brought him to Pilate, who was the Roman leader who had the authority to put Jesus to death. But the Romans worshipped so many different gods, they would have cared less if Jesus was making himself a god. Blasphemy was not a crime the Romans would have prosecuted. So when they bring Jesus to Pilate, they change the charge against him. It's no longer blasphemy. Now the charge is insurrection. If you look in Luke 23 and verse 2, they said that he made himself a king. So the Jews not only arrested Jesus falsely and falsely accused him, they were even willing to change the charges against him to suit their end. You see, they began with the end in mind. They wanted Jesus dead, and they would have done whatever it had taken to get him dead. So Pilate hears this charge of Jesus being this king, which, by the way, that would be insurrection. That would be Jesus putting his authority against the Roman emperor Caesar. And so Pilate begins to investigate it, and he questions Jesus about being a king, and if you notice in verse 37, Jesus kind of ignores the question and doesn't answer it directly. Verse 37, Pilate said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, he said, You say that I'm a king. But then he said this, and, and you can almost put the word but here, To this end was I born, and for this cause I came into the world, 
that I should bear witness of the truth. Everyone that's of the truth hears me. So basically, Jesus is saying to Pilate, you want to call me a king. You want to say that I am a king. But right now, in this moment, I'm not interested in being a king. I am interested in telling the truth. He said, you're calling me a king, but the reason I came and the reason that I was born was to bear witness of the truth, and everyone that hears me is of the truth. And so Jesus is really, in a very real sense here, laying aside his crown because he was the king. He's the king of kings. But Jesus didn't come to this earth to be crowned king. He came to this earth to become the servant and offer himself as a sacrifice for sin. Man, you look over in Philippians chapter number two, verse number seven, and it says that Jesus made himself of no reputation when he went to the cross. Prophetically, Isaiah chapter 50, beginning in verse five, he said, the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and from spitting. Jesus said, I did not come to be ministered unto. I came to minister and to give my life as a sacrifice. Man, you go back a couple of chapters to John chapter 13 and the disciples are all arguing over who's going to be the greatest. And what does Jesus do? Man, he takes off his outer garment and he takes a towel and a basin of water and he serves them. He washes their feet. Jesus wasn't interested in this moment to be crowned king. He wanted to proclaim the truth. His crowning day would come, but not this day. And so I look at the application for me and for us this morning, and there's really a great lesson here. You see, we want our rights. We want to be heard. We want to be respected, but this is not our kingdom. This world is not our home. Man, our kingdom is from above. We are citizens of a heavenly kingdom. Now, we don't like the idea of being servants, but this is exactly what Jesus left us here to do, to be the servants of the truth, of his message of salvation to everyone. And so I think there's a great lesson for us as Christians when Jesus says, my kingdom's not of this world. You say that I'm a king. I'm not going to argue with that right now. Jesus said, this is the reason I was born. I came to this earth to bear witness of the truth. And Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. So rather than us as believers in this world, wanting to be heard, wanting to be respected, wanting our rights, maybe we should just be more focused on being servants of the truth and following in the footsteps of Jesus. So the word for today is this, don't seek to be respected or admired as a follower of Christ today. Simply seek to be faithful in proclaiming his truth. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.